The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. And some great shows have tickets on sale right now at vanandelarena.com. Keith Urban on September 22nd in downtown GR. The Judds on September 30th. Jason Aldean on October 8th at Van Andel Arena. The Grand Rapids Griffins open up their home season on October 14th. And also a great show with Carrie Underwood on October 18th at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Tickets available right now at vanandelarena.com and the usual Ticketmaster outlets. Also shows on the way include Bill Burr and Comedy on November 3rd, Five Finger Death Punch and Brantley Gilbert. The Grand Rapids Gold are now playing their G League home basketball games at Van Andel Arena. Get more information at vanandelarena.com and tickets at the Ticketmaster outlets where you buy your tickets. And also look for great shows at DeVos Performance Hall and great events at DeVos Place. And a special welcome to experiencegr.com and the West Michigan Sports Commission. Grand Rapids is now one of the go-to places in the Midwest and across America. And Fridays are presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper-to-Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's our number three on a football Friday presented by our friends from Anandal Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Rich McKeegan and the team over at Van Andel Arena. Inside this hour, we'll talk about the Lions and the Eagles. Lomas Brown will join us. Then it's Michigan and J.J. McCarthy. His first start against Hawaii tomorrow night. My conversation with Doug Skeen. Five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at Michigan. Also a co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast you can hear with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com. And then we'll end the hour with a conversation with Ed Marino about the 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb tomorrow at LMCU Ballpark just north of GR. All that coming up inside our final hour. Let's go talk about that Michigan game tomorrow night. The debut with J.J. McCarthy, Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, late 80s, early 90s. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, Bill. I missed that headline about that name change in the Washtenaw County illegal name log. I missed that one. Hey, Washtenaw County name change.com. Get your website straight, Skeener. Okay. Jesus Jackson uh, McCarthy. I... Hey, man, Jesus. Hey, we'll go with Jesus. Being called Jesus is a little over the top. Uh, he, Just a bit much. It yeah. is. He was, 
At the University of Michigan pool, he was working out and walking on water, getting ready for the start tomorrow. That's what I heard. And uh, throwing the football, uh, you know, from end zone to end zone and uh, running running at 3.940. And the, the legend just grows of uh, Mr. J.J. And uh, we all know how talented he is, but... Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit here. It is Hawaii. Um, they are just short of terrible, and um, I'm not so sure what we're really going to learn tomorrow night. But I guess it'll be it'll be entertaining nonetheless. You're Cade McNamara, and all week long it's been about you lead your team to a 51-7 win right against Colorado State, and all week it's about JJ's first start, and you led your team to wins at Penn State, at Wisconsin, at Nebraska, uh, beat Ohio State at home, took your team and beat Iowa, thrashed them in the first appearance for Michigan in the Big Ten title game, went to the Final Four. Nobody would have looked good against Georgia that day. And you're hearing all this, and you know your job's on the line. What do you think's going through the mind of Cade Magnamer? Bill, just listening to you describe that's got me fired up. If I'm if I'm Kate McNamara, I'm pissed. I'm ready to show the world what I you know what my credentials really are and what I not only what I did last year, but I'm still here. I'm the guy that led Michigan to a Big Ten title in the first time in just short of twenty years. Beat Ohio State and God knows how many years and and played rather doggone well on the way and and yet I'm, some people are writing me off and, and thinking that I'm not worthy. I, if I'm if I'm Kate, I'm absolutely irritated and salty, and I'm guessing that's probably the way he's approaching every aspect of his game right now is to fight and show people that. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm the guy that led the led the thing last year, and that doesn't dismiss the, the capabilities of JJ. But for some of the fans who just think, "Wow, thank God we're getting rid of this other quarterback who's no good," well, come on, man. There's a there's a Big Ten title hanging in the bu- in the building down there now that hadn't been there in a long long time and and Kate did that and so if if I'm Kate yeah I'm I'm probably pretty irritated about now. One thing about Hawaii I think they're the worst team in D1 football in Michigan 52 point favorite uh, last time I saw in the DraftKings sports book app big board it could have changed. Even even if McCarthy is 20 for 21 with five touchdowns. I know it's prime time, it's a night game, but you can't take anything away from that outside of him maybe getting some nerves out because it's Hawaii. Yeah, Bill, and this is where Coach Harbaugh and the staff have to keep keep things under uh, a scope of reality here. Um, you know, there's, there's a pretty high probability that J.J. is going to absolutely light it up and run wild and do whatever the heck he wants because, like I said, and you just justified there, Hawaii is terrible. They're an absolutely terrible football program right now. So, you know, I, I, I think to think that we're going to put all kinds of weight or Jim Harbaugh and his staff are going to put all kinds of weight in this performance against this opponent, I think it's a little short-sighted. I, I would guess that both quarterbacks and everybody that plays is probably going to do pretty well, probably, probably grade out pretty high tomorrow night uh, when they watch the film on Sunday. And, and so I, I don't know that, that, that this is going to, you know, really – determine what this team really is made of, this Michigan football team after this this opponent here. I, I would like to think, and if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I've got two of these guys battling for this job. It's not a two-week audition. It's probably a month of September audition, and then things are going to get real when Michigan travels to Iowa. We'll see, we'll see what kind of a 
the resumes say at that point. And if I'm Jim, I'm probably looking at it that way. What are you expecting from J.J. McCarthy tomorrow? And Doug Skeen, by the way, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman with Michigan co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com. He's joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. What what do you expect to see? And if you see this, what does it do to your impression or impressions of the McNamara-McCarthy QB battle? Well, as far as J.J. goes, it's the one question I've always wondered is, is, is he going to force things? If he goes out there against a terrible opponent, if he goes out there tomorrow night, and there's evidence that he's forcing things and throwing some passes to some spots where he shouldn't because it's a smarter, more productive, more conservative place to put it, or that's where the offense dictates that he puts it. If he gets greedy and starts slinging it around, against the Hawaii, then that is not an indicator. But if he's disciplined with the football, throws it exactly where he's supposed to go based on the reads he's seeing in that secondary back there and what he sees from his receiving core, and he's efficient and he's comfortable and he's moving around, that's what you want to see. Uh, I, I would guess that Harbaugh could probably drop 100 points tomorrow night. He's not going to do that. So if it's like week one, we're probably going to see maybe six, maybe eight different running plays. Some of those are going to be read options. And J.J.'s going to have a chance to pull that football and run around the end. He could easily probably have 100 yards of rushing himself. Once he gets loose into a secondary, the kid can clearly run. And so that's what you want to see out of J.J. because those are his strengths, right? His, his feet are, are really, really good. He's got speed. But I'm curious as to what he does with that football when given choices, where is he going to put it? In his time in there against uh, Colorado State, he was measured. He did a nice job. He didn't, he didn't press. He didn't throw it where it didn't belong. That's exactly what you want to see out of any quarterback. That's what we saw out of McNamara all of last year with the exception of a couple throws. And that's what you have to have, a quarterback that can run an offense and not put the ball at risk. I was distracted for a moment, Skeener, because I'm looking at TV coverage of O.J. Simpson at SoFi last night, and a bunch of people in Stafford jerseys are getting their picture with O.J. Simpson. So I, it's only, only in L.A., uh, we now resume the conversation already in progress with Doug Skeen talking about Michigan-Hawaii, J.J.'s debut tomorrow night. All right, away from the J.J. conversation, which is good for everybody because everyone has an opinion, uh, what are other storylines connected to this team that people aren't seeing right now that are positive moving forward when they get to big games or things that could hurt the team? Well, the concerning ones first, uh, left tackle Ryan Hayes, is he going to be in the lineup? How's his health? Carson Barnhart went out last week with injury, who was the backup who played for uh, Hayes there at left tackle. Michigan's got a really talented group of offensive linemen, but we need to keep them healthy heading into October. So I'm interested to see what's going on there. I also want to see the right tackle, Trent A. Jones, who's a very, very talented guy. I'd like to see him clean up a little bit of his pass protection. Last week, he, he gave up a sack against a defender from Colorado State. And that needs to be cleaned up. You can't let people hit your quarterback, no matter who it is back there. So offensively, I'm a little concerned about that. I think on the positive side, Michigan's defense looked so doggone good last week. I would expect him to do the same against, again, a, a Hawaii team that is not very good. That Michigan defensive line should continue to uh, grow in their confidence level. 
of being able to get after a quarterback on their own without having to bring blitzes. So I would expect we're going to see that. But, Bill, it's, it's just hard to get too excited about anything when your opponent is this soft. And, and you know, you're probably going to blow them out. So, you know, if Michigan goes ahead and does that and just runs up and down the field and absolutely stuffs them, I'm, not, I'm just not going to get too excited about anything because it's Hawaii and – you know, they've given up 150 points, and I think they've only scored about 20-something so far this year, and they're just not very good. So I'm pumping the brakes on the excitement, and it, it just is what it is. This schedule doesn't allow for a whole lot of real measurements going on. They're, they're indicators, Bill, but they're not true measurements, and we're not going to see that until early October. I agree. Month of September almost feels like preseason to a point, especially with UConn coming in. Uh, man, uh, those three, you know, Colorado State, I, I think they'll end up uh, being probably somewhere around a 500 team. They weren't that bad, and Michigan looked good, but Hawaii and UConn stink, so we'll see what happens. Uh, J.J. McCarthy's first start tomorrow night. Uh, who are some new faces that you liked in game one that when we get to those big games starting in October that will help Michigan on both sides of the ball or on special teams? That's a great question, Bill. I, I think again, I'm going to I'm going to get selfish here and talk about depth and offensive line. We've got an All-American candidate in Olobatimi at center there, the transfer from Virginia. But there's a young man named uh, uh, Crippen who is the backup center. Um, he showed a little bit of promise last year in the limited limited time that he's uh, gotten in the game. I really liked what I saw out of him, but it was only a handful of snaps. So I want to see him get in there and mix it up at the center position because. In, uh, one injury away, we're going to need a different center in there. I know we got Zinter who can play the center position as well, but the depth in the offensive line is always a concern, especially now when you got two guys automatically uh, not not in the healthy side of things there with Barnhart and Hayes. So offensive line wise, I, I think it continues to, to to be a focus for me. The defensive line played eight guys last week, a rotation of eight, and uh, you know can can they continue? to uh, have the same production. I think they will. Again, tomorrow night, they're probably going to be running wild, having a lot of fun, and they should. But going into the season, is it going to continue to be that same rotation of eight? Can all eight guys get in there and have that kind of production uh, without leaving maybe just four or five in the production lineup? Uh, So, again, it's it's hard to say because of the quality of the opponent, the quality of the offensive line that that defensive line is playing, but when, when that question is posed to me about who are the new faces, I always look to the trenches for Michigan because as go the trenches, usually as goes the success of Michigan football. Here's a question I want to ask you that if you're hardball in Michigan and you elevated to the championship level last year, and I know you make schedules well in advance. That's why you had Colorado State and you have Hawaii tomorrow night at the big house and UConn. But why wouldn't you have tried to fight for a big game early where you could really judge McNamara and McCarthy, where you might have gotten rid of Hawaii and then pop someone else in there that, you know, at least maybe, you know, Matt Caliber or lower level uh, Power Five conference to see where your quarterbacks really are at? You know, that's a good question. And we don't know that Jim didn't argue for that, but maybe it just couldn't happen because of scheduling obligations from these other schools. But I agree with the idea 
that you want to play a game in September that is some kind of indicator and puts your players under some kind of pressure with high expectations and a little bit of hype going in. We don't have any of those games here in September. The closest thing may be Maryland because it's the Big Ten opener. But I would have loved to have seen Michigan play. Line me up with the lower end of the SEC. I don't care. You know, give me an eight, give me Boston College. Give me a, give me someone from the ACC. I don't you know something more than the middle of the bottom of the barrel Mountain West teams. Uh, again, doesn't really do anything for me. And I'm guessing that uh, this head coach Harbaugh and his staff would probably like to have seen a better lineup of opponents as well, so they can get a, a higher level of confidence and certainty as to what they've got in their starting lineups. But it just it just stinks this year that this schedule is it is what it is, and we're not going to know until October just how good this team is. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, late '80s, early '90s, also a co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast. You can hear at thewolverine.com. Joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, Michigan-Hawaii. Big house tomorrow night, 8 p.m. The first start for J.J. McCarthy should be interesting, at least for a while. I do wonder, uh, you know, again, if you have an ongoing QB battle, Doug, and people are saying, well, he's just going to hand off and get out of there, then why, why not use J.J. start against someone else. The only thing I can think he wants the nerves out uh, from him, a full half where you could watch film, compare it to Cade. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out Harbaugh's strategy here. Well, what we, there's a lot of things we don't know, Bill. Part of that strategy, I'm sure, is probably the first half of that football game, certainly the first good chunk of the first quarter, is probably going to be scripted, right? Um Harbaugh and his offensive coaches are going to put J.J. in situations and see if he can just execute the plan, or is he going to go off plan and start doing his own thing? Uh, and I'm guessing, again, based on what I saw against Colorado State, that plan and that playbook's pretty thin right now. I, I, I don't, I'm not joking. When I, I think Michigan ran about maybe six or eight different running plays in that entire Colorado State game just out of different formations. So it's pretty simple stuff. So, you know, you're going to put him out there, see how he does in that first series. I'm guessing that J.J. is going to do just fine. He's played a lot of football for Michigan in some big, big moments. And tomorrow won't be the biggest that he's already seen. He's already been in big games before. So, uh, you know, the difference is he's, he's, he's trotting off the sideline the first time Michigan gets the ball. I guess, you know, that that is one difference. But the, the quality of opponent should – he should absolutely be comfortable with, the, with what he's walking into tomorrow night. And so I would think he's going to light it up. But when you, when, you took, when you put out there your players in the first time in a starting role and everything's scripted and you know what the plays are going to be called before you even take the field, coaches are going to look and see exactly are your feet going where they belong, are your eyeballs looking where they belong from a, for your quarterback. You drop back in that first time you're throwing the football. Are you looking off to get safeties to roll to one side of the field before you throw the ball the other way? Are you executing your fakes and your rollouts when you when you hand the ball off on a read zone and and you give that ball to Corum or Edwards? Are you really executing that 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 fake that you've got the football around the end, or are you, are you turning back and watching football? Tiny little things coaches love to magnify and highlight. That's exactly what Harbaugh and company are going to be doing with this start. Enjoy the game tomorrow night, Doug. We'll talk soon. All right, Bill. Thank you. Go Blue. All right. Doug Skeen joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics.
I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Huge kickoff game last night. And some people were getting the hookups. And guess what? Uh, with all the games on Sunday and Monday, you still can get in on the return of the NFL. Right now, new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code HUGE when they sign up can bet just $5 and you'll get $200 in free bets instantly. And that's 5 bucks on any NFL team to win on Sunday or Monday. Use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. And also, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win this weekend. If your team leads at any point during the game, you'll be paid instantly. And that's 10 points. Even if your team loses. So if they lead by 10, you win instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Uh, Use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet for this Sunday or Monday. That's code HUGE. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. New customers only. Bonus issued on free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for the incredible Tellymore Golf Resort. Now they're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. That's less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And as the summer winds down, they still have great stay-and-play packages available. Go to TellymoreGolf.com. That's TellymoreGolf.com. Golf.com. Don't forget about the fall rates. That will happen after September. You can follow the rate changes at TellymoreGolf.com. And if you live in the West Michigan area or around Mount Pleasant, Midland, Cadillac, wherever, you're close to driving in and playing 18 or 36. You don't have to stay and play, but I do recommend the stay and play packages at TellymoreGolf.com. Still a lot of summer golf remaining. And if you're looking to book a wedding, reception, a special event, they can handle it. Go to TellymoreGolf.com. And real estate is pretty big at Tellymore. See everything you need at TellymoreGolf.com. That's TellymoreGolf.com. Coming right at you. The excitement you've been waiting for. Eagle Casino and Sports. The mobile casino made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Play slots and table games with live dealers at one exciting site. PlayEagle.com. Sign up today and get a match deposit up to $1,500. That's right, up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Go to PlayEagle.com and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. 
Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We'll pick up the phone, talk to Lomas Brown on the Meyer guest line from the Lions Radio Network, former Lion grade. And Lomas, I was just talking with Frank Schwab from Yahoo.com, and I asked him the question, surprise playoff teams in the AFC and NFC. He said AFC won't be a surprise because it's so loaded. But he said the Lions in the NFC. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That, that, that's, well, that, a, that's a three wowser. That, that's a wow, wow, wow. <laughs> That's a that's a stunner there. It, it really is huge. I mean, I mean, he, I know a lot of people are expecting a lot of big strides from the Lions this year, and I definitely know that they're going to play better. They're going to be a better team than last year. Uh, I don't expect to see any forty-four to six games like what happened versus Philadelphia last year. Um, but huge. We still got some. It's still some tough opponents. Still, and I don't think the NFC. I know the AFC. They're loaded, especially like you say the AFC West. But the NFC, it's not too shabby either. I mean, when you talk about the Bucks and you talk about the Saints, you talk about Philadelphia, you talk about Dallas is another team they've been talking about. Of course, in our division, you talk about Green Bay, maybe Minnesota. Uh, but, you know, I don't think, the, you know, then you look at the NFC West with all the teams out there, you know, with San Fran and, you know, all the teams in Arizona that they got out there. I don't think the NFC is as weak or as far behind the AFC as a lot of people think. So I still think it's going to be a tough road in the NFC to try to get into the playoffs. How do the Lions get in? When you look at the roster, when an outsider with a viewpoint not locked into any connection to the Lions, the state of Michigan, Detroit, none of that, why do you think he would look at this team and think they could be the surprise team in the NFC this year? Well, I mean, again, I I, I know he's looked at this coaching staff, so I know that's got to be a motivating factor, which is a motivating factor for me. These guys, these coaches are going to refuse to let these guys play bad. You know, I just think, and keep them on the team. So I think it's going to be a heightened level of accountability uh, with the coaching staff and with these players on the team. The other thing I look at, too, I'm thinking that he thinks that we're not going to be one of these teams, these explosive teams, meaning, you know, you're going with these five-play 80-yard drives or five-play 90-yard drives. I think they're looking at us as being more of a team that's going to have to grind out drives. So looking at us as a team that's going to go on a 10-play, a 12-play, 14-play drive. Um, And I, I, I think by that happening, I think, one, you keep the opposing offense on the sideline, and two, that helps your defense from the standpoint of making adjustments, getting rest, and keeping them off the field, too. So I, I think those 
probably the reason why they think we'll be more of a ball control team, so we'll take the air out the ball, so teams won't have as many opportunities on the offensive side of the ball to put points up against our defense. And hopefully our offense should be where we think is going to be a huge, which should be the, the catalyst for this team, especially our offensive line. What about that O-line uh, with no Vitae in there? Uh, when you look at uh, Kramer being banged up, uh, you know, you are you haven't had that group play together. You could have to patchwork it uh, on that right side. Uh, your thoughts on that impact in the Eagles game on Sunday? Yeah, I hate to see it. I hate to see it, you know, especially all the work they put in doing training camp and not for that offensive line, those five guys to be together. I sure hate seeing that. Um, I think we do. I think with the play that our backups got last year, Evan Brown, Kramer, uh, Matt Nelson, I think with the play that a lot of those guys got last year, um, it should bode well for those guys being able to step in there. But it's nothing like having your star in the offensive line or your starters in there on the offensive line. I think, yeah, I think the adjustment is that they're going to have to make some adjustments. You're definitely going to have to do that. And the one thing I was saying, Huge, was I thought that the one thing we we were going to have to do against Philly this year or Sunday is we're going to have to start early. We, we're not going to be able to wait. Last year, watching that 44-6 game, you know, it was like we were walking in quicksand, man. Everything was so slow. We weren't there emotionally into the game. So, of course, Philadelphia jumped on us. This year, it needs to be the opposite. We need to come out and try to set the tempo because it's going to be one and loss up front. You better believe it. They're bringing in a great defensive line, and they're bringing in the number one offensive line. So we're going to have to win our battles at that line of scrimmage, but you're going to have to start early. You can't wait to the second quarter, the third quarter, to try to get tempo you got to come out the gate from the opening whistle with tempo and being willing to dominate the line of scrimmage. That measuring stick from last year to this year on where the team has gone from Campbell to the coaches to the changes to the draft to the offseason, hard knocks down the list, you're going to get a comparison on Sunday from Eagles, Lions, and Detroit in 2021 Eagles, Lions, in Detroit, 2022 this Sunday. That really is a gauge game. Not necessarily if they have to win it, but let's say they lose 27-24. It's a great game till late in the fourth quarter. They give up a crappy field goal, but they play them tough considering what happened a year ago. I really think this game has much more meaning than just a win or a loss. I agree. I agree 100% with you. And I'm also make this statement, which won't be a popular statement, but if that does happen, a 27-24 loss, it's a moral victory. And I know Coach Campbell, if he's listening to me right now, I know he's cringing, and I know those players are cringing hearing me say that. But, hey, you take that. You take it. And, and, and if that game, like you say, if it ends the way it ends, you have to look at it as a moral victory. You just have to, and you have to build upon that. You take your small victories. I think with this team, you got to take small victories away. And a victory may not be a victory. It may be a close loss. 
it may be a hard fought loss, but you you have to look at it in terms of of victories for us. So I know Hughes, we want to win all the games. That's what they're in the business to do. That's why you play the game is to win the game. But we know where we are right now. We know what we're trying to build to. And if you could play a Philadelphia team tough like that, you know, a team that some people have going to the Super Bowl, some people have winning the NFC East with that team. If you could take a small victory away from the first game of 2022 going up against a team like that, you take it. You take it and you build upon that. And like I say, I know that's not popular to hear coming from me, but I, I'm being realistic. You take what you can from some of these games. Thomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network talking about the Lions and Eagles. Their opener Sunday for both teams in Detroit. Lions are a four-point home underdog uh, from last year to this year, Lomas. Uh, on this roster that's go- rolling in and healthy uh, to play Sunday, give me the most improved offensive players, top three, and the most improved defensive players. Wow. So I'm going to say – I'm going to stay off the line. I'm going to say definitely I, I, I'm expecting Amara Ross St. Brown to keep uh, keep elevating his game. I really am. I'm just looking forward to that. I'm definitely looking forward to T.J. Hawkinson doing the same with his game. I think he could have a big, big year over there. And, you know, I, 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 I just got to look at Jared Goff because Jared is going to have to take a step. He's going to have to. Your fans are butts about it. He's going to have to take a big step uh, up uh, this year for us to win. Um, and then if I look at the defensive side of the ball, I'm definitely looking at Alex Anzalone. You know, he's the guy that's going to have the green dot on the back of his helmet. He's the quarterback of the defense. And we know it's going to be a lot of pressure on our linebacker positions, especially with us going to this fourth, this wide 4-3 defense. I'm also looking at Big Aleem McNeil to have a good year. The big fella, man, he's he holding down that middle. So I'm expecting him to make a second-year jump. And then my, my other guy is going to be Tracy Walker. I mean, Tracy got the contract here. Tracy, to me, can be the un, undivided leader on that defensive side of the ball. And I, people just don't realize how important that safety position is because that safety position kind of can control the run and the pass versus the defense. So those are probably the six guys that I'm looking at that I'm really going to put, you know, look at them as having a lot of pressure on them to kind of bring the whole team up and to also bring their level of play up to where they could be dominant, dominant players out on the field. Lomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. What are you hearing out of Allen Park on when Jamison Williams will make his Lions debut? Oh, my God. I can't wait, Huge. I just, I just can't wait to see that speed on the field I just can't wait to see that because, I, I, I mean, I'm licking my chops because of how fast they say this guy is. From what I'm hearing, I'm still hearing kind of like the October time frame, you know, for him. And I, I don't – it don't matter to me, Hughes, as long as when he comes back, 
he's fully healthy. As long as they let him get fully healthy, I don't care if it took a year for that to happen. I just want him fully healthy. I just want to see that speed on display because I know it's going to be something special to see this young man run the way he can run take the top off of the defense. He's going to create so many other opportunities for the receivers, for the running backs, for the tight ends, because of what he'll be able to threat that he'll be to those safeties. Somebody, they're going to have to keep somebody over the top of him because of that speed. So I can't wait to see him. So all I want them to do is make sure he's healthy before they put him out there on the field. Before they go, Lomas, what's your prediction? Eagles-Lions Sunday of Ford Field. Oh, man, I think it's going to be a – I'm expecting a lot, lot better game than what I've been sitting down watching from last year. Um, huge I, – I, you know what? I wouldn't even be shocked if it was what you said, 27-24 game, a three-point game. You know, but I do think Philly got – I think they just got too much for us right now. But I do think it should be a better game than we talked about and that we witnessed last year. That's what I'm looking for. Lomas, I can hear the excitement in your voice. You'll be there uh, with T.J. Lang and Dan Miller on the Lions Radio Network Sunday, Philly in town at Ford Field. Lomas, always appreciate your time. Absolutely huge. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Experience the thrills of fight night with BetMGM. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Sign up today using my bonus code, ShepBet100, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Get in the ring and enjoy instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, player props, boosted odd specials, and the best daily promotions in the business. You can even wager on the MMA showdown in Las Vegas on September 10th, featuring a main event with two hard-hitting welterweight contenders. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter my bonus code, ShepBet100, and your your very first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. This Saturday, it's a special morning at LMCU Ballpark, just north of Grand Rapids, the annual 9-11 Memorial stair climb will take place. You still can be a part of it as a spectator. Uh, you can climb the stairs. You can cheer on fire departments from all across Michigan that will be there. Edwin Marino and his family and great sponsors all have made sure that people will never forget what happened on September 11, 2001. And the 9-11 Memorial stair climb happens this Saturday morning on the west side of the state. And Edwin is standing by. How you doing, my friend? Good afternoon, Bill. Uh, let's talk about for somebody who's never been to a 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb, if they want to take part and climb the stairs, if they want to cheer on the participants, break down what's happening this Saturday. Well, it starts at 8 o'clock with an on-site registration. So if you've never climbed before or experienced it, come on out and feel free to register. 
and you can go around a marked area of the ballpark four times, which is the equivalent of 110 flights of the World Trade Center. We do have Gatorade and refreshments, uh, Marge's Donuts to to keep your energy up. It's a um, fun morning, uh, walking with the firefighters and a lot of families. We, we do this on the Saturday closest to 9-11 because we want families out there together with the firefighters. And to be honest, nobody's counting the steps. We want you to enjoy the time, honor those uh, that went before you. But if you feel like you need to take a break, feel free. More importantly, we want you to come out. So for anybody listening that's saying, you know what, I want to come out and climb the stairs or just watch, uh, what do they need to do? Well, if you want to register prior to, you can go to firehero.org, which is the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation site, which would also list the Grand Rapids Memorial Stair Climb, or you can find us on Facebook, and there is a registration page that will walk you through that process. And if you want to come out the morning of, you can certainly do that, and we have on-site registration starting at 8 a.m. And spectators are free if they want to cheer on people who are climbing or cheer on local firefighters or statewide uh, units that uh, take part in it? Absolutely. Come on out and have a seat. There's plenty of good seats available, and enjoy and cheer on those that are climbing. And the money raised from the 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb, which, by the way, Edmund Marino from the 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb, that happens this Saturday at LMCU Ballpark in Comstock Park, just north of Grand Rapids. The money raised, uh, where does it go? 100% of the funds raised goes to the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation, which helps firefighters across the country and, and locally here in our community, uh, helps with the families, helps with scholarships, helps with whatever needs that they have if they happen to lose a loved one uh, in the line of service. So you can just uh, Google 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb Grand Rapids, uh, Facebook 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb, uh, Edwin Marino and his family, good people, and the, the sponsors. Let's give a shout-out to everybody who has stepped up to help you and also help firefighters and help us all never forget. Yes, we've had great support. Uh, you know, we have LMCU Ballpark, HME, Aaron's Fox, which is uh, right here in town. Um, we have, um, you know, the Balfour Restoration and Protection that is sponsoring the breakfast. We have Herman's Boy, uh, Phoenix Burn Society. We, we have, I don't want to forget anybody. Um, they are listed on our, our Facebook page, um, and we can, you can see them on the registration website as well. Uh, so we, we have them all listed. We've had great support, and, you know, it's, it's just been a wonderful opportunity for the community to get together at a time when everybody wants to separate us. Edwin, how many years have you done the 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb at LMCU Ballpark? Well, I first became aware of it uh, six years ago. Went out there with my family, looking to do uh, a, a different opportunity to raise funds for our heroes. And the White Pine Trail came right by the ballpark, and so I was redirected there. And they told me, well, we already have something going on that day. And so my family went out to see what it was, and it was uh, the 15th year of the uh, Grand Rapids stair climb and we participated in it and we have been part of it ever since and trying to grow it for our community uh, you do great work uh, to make sure all of us never forget those who gave their lives uh, going the other way firefighters first responders 
police officers. The 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb happens this Saturday, 8 a.m., LMCU Ballpark, just north of Grand Rapids, west side of the state. You want to sign up and climb the stairs, uh, just Google it, 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb. I have the quick links, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Spectators are welcome. Also, there's a, a breakfast uh, that morning, a lot of fundraising, a lot of awareness, and also uh, remembering uh, what happened on September 11, 2001. Edwin, I admire, respect you. My best to you and your family, and have a great event on Saturday. Well, thank you, Bill. And I, if I can make just a quick note, we do have 13 flags on the third baseline for those that lost their lives in Kabul, Afghanistan last year. And we have eight American flags that will be there for the individuals that entered the armed forces because of 9-11 here from West Michigan that have lost their lives. So we're, we're, we're pulling them in as well and, and honoring all those heroes. Well done, Edwin. Uh, and I'll keep the word uh, going not only this year, but in future years. Take care, my man. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, Edwin Marino. There's a there's a proud American at the core, and he's making sure with his volunteers, his family, his sponsors, and others that we never forget what happened on September 11, 2001. If you miss any interview, any hour, any full show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere: Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search the Huge Show where you download podcast. Big. Bad. Huge.